All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wait for Justin. We're gonna wait for oh, Justin to talk okay. to him. We're waiting for Justin. Okay. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna wait for Justin. Uh, this is Justin. Uh, it is his what number three favorite movie of all time? Uh, Dances with Wolves, and because it is his one of his top four or top five favorite movies, uh, he's going to uh, introduce this and introduce us and get us rolling. So we're just. Um, yeah, uh, riding our horse across the plains. Yeah, <laughs> I think this podcast should be, uh, this episode should be as patient as this movie we just watched. Uh, you know, the thing is, like, when, when I had, when, when I thought about this movie, when I saw that it was coming up, it's like, dude, I am really not interested. Uh, but I will, I, I honestly, I'll say I didn't have a terrible time with this movie. Uh, I I really, uh, I enjoy it. It, it, it. It's cinematically, it is a gorgeous movie. Mm -hmm. And when you think about this being someone's first film that they directed, and really they directed it because they could not trust anyone else to direct this movie. Uh, Kevin Costner making like a, a directorial debut in this gorgeous, Gorgeous scope of a movie. Uh, I don't know if it had to be three hours and one minute, um, but I guess we'll get into it soon. So listen, guys, if you're watching this, we're the real boys. Uh, what we do is uh, we are a collective of sometimes more than three guys, uh, and we all have <laughs> favorite <not>. movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, re recently, recently, not recently, we tried, but that was that was kind of the idea. It was like we have eight. And then on, on, you know, on each show, we roughly have like four. The problem is that we came out hot and heavy early and we have like seven to eight dudes every time. Uh, but now we're kind of getting down to what we're actually trying to do. Anyway, uh, so what we do is we have our top five favorite movies. And then collectively, because we're all uh, uh, friends, probably, uh, we shared what these movies are. And then we're asking our, our, our friends and our fellow podcasters to review these and see if actually we know what we're talking about. Um I am Zach Wiseman. Uh, you can see me most things on some nobodies. Uh, usually I'm talking things that Dylan writes or just randomly shouting about how I don't like things, uh, which is very similar to uh, Michael Colby. Michael Colby. He also likes to yell at things. You want to just quickly shout out where people can hear you yelling. Me specifically? Well, yeah, I think you're the only uh, Michael Colby here. There's okay. three of us. I yeah, can yeah, try. Sorry, but I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. Um, that's that's sad. That's classic. Sad. No. I, I, anyway, I, I Dylan, would... go ahead and tell people where they can find you, Dylan. <laughs> I'm Dylan. I'm part of some nobodies. I write words that Zach says sometimes, and sometimes I say words too. That's, true. that's he'll, it. He'll, he'll definitely say some words. I'll say some uh, stuff. And then roughly yeah. three hours from now, we'll get into where you can hear Michael Colby stuff. Uh, but because Sorry, I, was, uh, I was taking, I was uh, taking this podcast like I was watching this movie and like, like doing other stuff while I was barely paying attention to it. What um, but, uh, what, yeah. what is the other stuff you're doing uh, that you cannot talk about? Dances with wolves. Uh, don't even worry about it. Well, I I'm am just, worried about it because I'm, you're taking up you're taking up my time now, I'm, and also I'm Dylan's time. I'm learning some magic. Don't even worry about it. The um, Gathering or like like yeah. no, no, no. I already know how to play Magic: The Gathering. I'm talking oh. about real ass magic. You, anyway. you think oh, at some point I'd have so my cards on hand for when you bring it up, but I never do. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I like any adults that are trying to learn magic because it's like, <laughs> I want to be friends with kids all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about Justin Wallace's uh, number three favorite film, uh, which is Dances with Wolves. And if you don't know what this film is about, uh, directed by Kevin Costner, written by Michael Blake, um, stars Kevin Costner, Mary McDonald, and Graham Greene. Uh, it is about Lieutenant John Dunbar, who is Kevin Costner. Uh, he's dubbed a hero after he accidentally leads Union troops to a victory during during the Civil War. He requests a position in the Western Frontier, but finds it pretty deserted. Uh, he soon finds out that he's not alone, but me- <laughs> he soon finds out he's not alone, but meets a wolf he dubs Two Socks, uh, which makes no sense because it has four white feet and a curious Indian tribe. Uh, Dunbar quickly makes friends with a tribe, and he discovers a white woman who was raised by <laughs> the Indians. Uh, he gradually earns okay, the respect that... of these native people. Sorry, this is uh, from uh, You're Wikipedia. reading word for word. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, reading, I'm reading verbatim <laughs> from Wikipedia. That was a mistake of mine. I, I realized that once I said it. Uh, native Americans. Uh, he, gradu- uh, he gradually earns the respect of these native peoples and sheds the white man's ways. Um, so... You, first you what? answered one of my questions was was the the uh the love interest supposed to be a white lady or was she supposed to be native american because yeah I, I when i remembered it i remembered it as a miscasting uh re-watching it yeah she is a white woman uh mm-hmm. that, that somehow I, I don't really know how she falls in with this tribe but she is a mess really her, that, her that, family gets killed and then she gets adopted into their tribe oh all right yeah and she was a um, baby young and i mean young okay I yeah know. i mean young yeah she, she speaks <laughs> pretty decent from what i can understand lakotan uh but i i don't think that's actual uh accurate because no one actually speaks very good lakotan here uh but dylan what uh dance the wolves what do you know about this movie before re-watching it for this if you did which is fine uh i had never seen this i knew that it was a western epic mm-hmm. and um i knew that it was a very well-known ripoff of james cameron's avatar mm-hmm. um so you know points for points for jimmy c um no i i knew it's well regarded it won a whole bunch of awards it cost a whole bunch of money and it takes mm-hmm. forever to watch i enjoyed it kevin costner's not great his narration is really kind of like i'm kevin costner and i'm reading off a cue i'm reading something that i wrote down i'm like all right man just put some put some work into it yeah um, it is it is pretty odd how bad he acts. Like he does not emote anything whatsoever. But anyway, good. Yeah, no. Um, I'm a big fan of like period films. I'm a big fan of westerns, and I like historical epics. Um, so I, this movie's not. I didn't. I wasn't blown away by it. But I'm watching it. So I'm like, this looks good. Yeah. It's written fine. I'm having an okay time. I watched it at 1.25 speed on Netflix. So I didn't. I watched it in just like. You know, shorter sure. time than normal. I think two and a half hours instead of three. So it's not that much, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wish I could erase my memory and watch dance of the wolves for the first time. I, I, right. I, I, I don't know if I can agree with that. No. I, and I also think that the rewatch was better than the first time because I did see this not long after it came out. It was definitely a two VHS tape situation. Um, And I absolutely hated it Uh, this time. (laughs) Like Dylan said, um, it's, it's beautiful. Like the shots in this movie are like they're framed perfectly. I I wish that 
there wouldn't have always been like some horses or something very small in the middle of the shot just moving mm-hmm. around it it like drew my attention away from what i wanted to be looking at which was like the the canyons and the mountains and the plains like beautiful scenery uh but if you would have taken all of that stuff out probably could have made the movie half an hour shorter yeah i was made it like a more of a movie and then taken out you know 10 minutes of the hunting scene a couple of the like useless sex scenes and like (laughs) there was some stuff that you and you could have made it a two-hour movie that you know would have been enjoyable to watch yeah i so i don't know if i i struggle with this movie because can there be an hour and a half cut of this movie yeah a hundred percent like you can get this down to about two hours and it probably is successful in its base idea i think it needs to be this long to to draw out how grand they're trying to be with it it's almost like he was trying to make a movie for 30 some years later so people can look back at it and say wow this was pretty uh pretty epic so um, i mean if you're making a historical epic it needs to be over two and a half hours long otherwise it's just a western and you wanted to make a historical epic so er, two and a half hours long or longer yeah, you you can cut time out of this movie, but then it's not the movie that it says it is. True. All right, so here's the here's the notes that I took on this movie. Um, a couple of things of trivia that I found out. So because of the film's enormous success and sympathetic treatment of the Native Americans, the Sioux Nation adopted Kevin Costner as an honorary member, which I honestly do not believe, but I read it, so it's <laughs> got to be true. Um, all right, so you get, uh, you get your trivia from IMDb. I got some. I got that ex- okay. piece of trivia from IMDb. Sure. Uh, I, well, I also saw that on TV tropes, so I think it's probably correct. Uh, okay. Yeah, I saw it on Wikipedia. So, oh, resources, cool. baby, we got there it. There we go. We did it. Lock it down. Uh, also, uh, Two Socks was performed by two different wolves originally owned by Michael Caine. So I thought that was actually hmm. kind of cool. Uh, the two wolves were called Buck and Teddy. Uh, one of the wolves did not have actual socks, so they had to paint those on every time. Um, so I do it for work. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh during the scene where the buffalo is charging it smiles a lot the buffalo if you don't know behind the scenes is actually charging at a pile of its favorite treats which are oreo cookies Aww. yeah i know that's great um <laughs> all right yeah. Uh, look i'm trying to make this thing fun whatsoever okay so uh <laughs> okay so dance with wolves all right so it opens on what i think is a surgery i don't really know what's happening uh yeah. because it's just blood and yeah, all this the- it's what passed for surgery this was my second question um yeah it came right away um back in the civil war you know people got their legs amputated all the time like it was something that happened or at least in school Mm -hmm. they taught us that it happened all the time um so all i saw was kevin costner put his boot back on Mm-hmm. And then the next time I saw him, he seemed to be fine. Did they, did I miss something in there where they showed no. how he got better because they were about to take his leg off? Yeah. They were going to cut his leg off, but he decided to chew on that <laughs> magic stick. And uh, once that, once that honestly uh, government official boot got back on there, uncle Sam fixed everything, buddy. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that boot got it amputation okay. back in like that era it was effectively just like you got a wound and we don't know how to clean it so we're taking it so it doesn't rot off and then they just yeah. burn the end so that it cauterizes i also um, like i also <laughs> like the two starters were like i don't really want to deal with this right yeah. now so, let's go coffee let's go get some coffee we'll come back you'll be fine 
F this lieutenant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway. So, uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Costner bites on some sticks. Uh, and then, um, uh, he, so he goes into war. And for some reason, I guess because his foot hurts, uh, he decides to attempt suicide. Or... <laughs> One of the most brilliant distractions known to man, which is the attempted suicide. Uh, but because of this, the, uh, his cavalry little people, they win that little battle. And uh, we, we meet his new boss, who's great. Uh, and this guy plays like a real skis ball and a lot of things. And uh, I, I like this little scene. Um, but pretty much, um, he really... He's trying to get himself, I think, demoted so that he can just go live in the like the field uh, somewhere. He wants to see the, fran- the, the the frontier, and that's it. Uh, and this is pretty much when we get the first bit of just huge cinematic scope. And these first couple shots of him, you know, heading into the frontier, uh, it, it's just gorgeous. It really is. Um, yeah, so uh, our buddy Bilfer says, uh, this personally to me is Costner's best film he's ever made. Uh, directing or starred in? Because I'm going to say being in, I think Desperado might be a little better. Uh, I also think The Bodyguard is actually a better movie. But yeah. di- directing, I will oh, say this yeah, is the easily. Bodyguard's, the Bodyguard's definitely a better movie than that. Yeah, <laughs> but directing, this is easily his best movie. So I, I agree with you on that one. Um so we have a cute little camping night that night. Uh, then we get more shots of just vast land. And then Kevin Costner finds a home, which is just a rundown shack that has some chains in it. And he's like, yeah, this feels right. I'm going to live here. So he tells his friend to like dip. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, that night he uh, thinks to himself while opening a book and holding a pen, which I guess is him writing in a journal. Um, so in the morning, Lieutenant Kevin almost shoots a horse, but decides to clean until he finds a real mess and a cave, I think. And then he gets scared by a dead deer, uh, but he really wants some well-done meat. So he lights it on fire with, I think, gasoline. Why he has any of that, I have no idea. This um, character is the weirdest, like, out-of-place character in a movie I think I've ever seen, like, in this, West, in this like, epic historical thing we have like this weird slapstick comedy character that could have been played by chris farley as easily as anybody else (laughs) like this guy's just burping and farting and like i'm sitting here thinking he's just some he's just some dude in the civil war he's not particularly noble he's just like you know what this is awful i'm gonna either kill myself or go as far west as i can so i don't have to deal with anybody and he does. Yeah, and then he, I, then he burps and farts to his heart's delight. And then he has to live in a society again. Dude, he is, he is like Shrek and he lives on the plains. All he <laughs> does is like hit, hit his head. Like, you chose this house, pal. Like, why are you hitting your head on everything? I don't understand yeah. what's happening. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It is a weird like slapsticky because he's like, I, I yeah. want to get away from people. And then like a couple of days later, he's like, I'm pretty pissed off. No one's looking for me. Like this, well, there's a a weird half hour in this movie where it feels like they tried to make it a comedy for no reason. Like, even there's a part where he's standing and he's got the American flag and it just like blows and smacks him in the face. And it's like, what are we doing in this movie? I thought we were watching a historical epic drama. (laughs) And then he, well, well, you forgot to say he also cusses at the flag for hitting him in the face right before he finds the love of his life. Uh, but we're gonna, well, we're gonna, we're gonna. (laughs) get there 
Okay. No, no, I'm no, I'm not gonna do it. Your interpretation of how he got out here is way funnier than the actual movie, way more interesting <laughs> than the actual movie. So I'm just gonna let it go. That's fine. All right, good. Uh, okay, so uh, obviously everybody wants some well done deer meat, and that's when the Native Americans find out, uh, and they're like, obviously a white guy burns uh, all of his meat terribly, so uh, they go and they try to find it. Um, and Costner's buddy, uh, that that guy that he told him to leave, and then I think gave him a, a box of cans of peaches. Uh, that guy for some reason is just like sitting there, and then. Um, uh, just some Native American just kill him and uh, they give him a bunch of arrows uh, because they're very nice and then they give him a pretty solid haircut and he screams a lot about his donkeys and uh, then he then they leave and that and I'm like all right that's that's cool uh, so but meanwhile uh, Kevin Kevin tries to Kevin tries Kevin tries to shoot a wolf. But he decides to talk to himself again. I guess he's pretty much bragging about how cool he is. Um, and he's been here for 30 days, and he's got to name the wolf Two Socks, even though it has four socks on, but humans wear two socks. Well, so he's It has two, two pairs socks. of socks. And you, won't, you don't say, I'm going to put on two socks. You say, I'm going to put on my socks. So two socks, you have two pairs. Yeah, there's one sock and two socks. Uh, mm -hmm. Two socks do not make four socks, Dylan. That's two pairs. We can call yeah. the, we can call the the wolf dog uh, two pairs if that's okay. Uh, uh, two pairs, pairs ain't bad. I like better. Okay, cool. Uh, so then the general from Atlantic Rim stops by to see if Kevin was naked. Guess what? He was naked. And the cop from Die Hard 3 leaves without a horse. Uh, then the peeping Tom Native American and his friends tell some stories around a fire and the kids decide to go see if Kevin Costner's naked, but he wasn't. But he did hit his head and he lost the horse. Now, one of these GTA punks named Otter, he fell off his horse and he lost Kevin Costner's horse, which is crazy. This is where like horse fiasco going on. Uh, but Kevin Costner wakes up with blood on his head and he's looking for another dead deer in the water, but he decides to shave instead. Uh, instead of shaving, though, other Native Americans really want his his horse, I guess, mostly because mm -hmm. it's the only horse that has a tattoo. And I think that's pretty dope. And honestly, back in that time, tattoos were cool. It was probably a sailor horse. So I can see why everybody wants this horse. Um, I wish but I would have been watching the same movie that you were because... You apparently watched a hilarious and and, and action-packed It's a little Western uh, caper. Movie. Woo! Yeah, Man, this Western movie was caper. hot. I cannot wait to get done this podcast. I'm going to watch it again over the next four days. <laughs> Capers uh, with canines. So, yeah. <laughs> you, also, you also blew past what might be the best scene in the movie where mm. this barping this burping and farting guy gets absolutely like murdered so slowly with 19 arrows to it's his, to his yeah. face chest legs like stomach and he's just oh. bleeding and coughing <laughs> oh sorry i <laughs> I think maybe he likes this movie a little too much, and I apologize. I actually like this movie too, but it's it's it does not need to be this long. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, I didn't that... mind it either. Like I feel bad because I didn't like I was enjoying watching it. It looks beautiful. Yeah, and I was definitely like, and I did watch it over three days, so yeah. I wasn't sitting there watching it for three hours, which I think you have to do. Yeah. Um, but so, but yeah, it it it's long and it's boring, and Kevin mm. Costner is fucking horrible. He's a bad actor. He's very funny in this. Um, and it's, but eh, it, so he's, the thing he's about this, fine in the Parent Trap. So I watched this movie last week. Um, and then I watched it again today. So today is when I got like the kind of the, the funny notes. Cause I'm like, dude, I can't sit through this again, but I really, I didn't take notes when I watched it before. I just wanted to kind of soak it in. Um, 
But uh, so uh, let's see. So wind in his hair comes to say hi while uh, Lieutenant Costner shows off his chest hair and his gun, but doesn't shoot the guy, uh, which is a weird scene because he's like, ah, and then Costner's like holding the gun to his face and then whatever. Uh, so the next day uh, he puts on his like best uniform from the postman. If you've seen that movie and he goes oh. and he's like, I'm going to go make some friends. So he finds the president's wife from Independence Day and her name is uh, stands with a fist and she's bleeding and they almost fight, but they fall in love instead. Uh, wh wh Dylan, why is she bleeding? Uh, her husband died and she's sad. That's her husband's blood? No, she was uh, uh, that, you know, she was taking it very hard. She's not hurt. Is she not? She's definitely hurt mm. because because when they travel for days and for no. some reason Kevin Costner knows exactly where this nomadic tribe's living, he walks up to them and he just says, "She's hurt." Yeah, she's hurt. She's, she's hurt. Mm -hmm. She's mourning. She's, she's hurt. I, I have never seen anyone deliver lines with less emotion than Kevin Costner walking into a hundred plus. Native Americans holding a bloody Native American woman. And he's like, she's hurt. Yeah. And they're like, no comprende. And yeah. he's like, she's hurt. And they're yeah, like, does, you know what I'm saying? saying it over and over. And he's again. like, yeah. she's hurt. And the guy's like, like dude, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, yeah. no. This is definitely a white person trying to communicate with somebody that doesn't understand you know english yeah and they're just like if i say it enough times they'll yeah. understand me maybe if i yell <laughs> yeah i was glad that he didn't say it louder or slower like that makes any sense. <laughs> she's, like, hurt. she's hurt she's <laughs> hurt yeah <laughs> okay guys do you know okay oh this is gonna be difficult anyway uh yeah, so yes yeah, no way I, I also don't <laughs> know why she was hurt um i actually thought she was dead I yeah. also thought her name was stands with a fish until the last 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so that when the guy finds out, when, when her, when her uh, buddy finds out that she's, she's hurt. Um, <laughs> what he does is he grabs her by her hair and yeah. drags her away. And I'm that like, was yeah, brutal. Yeah, I'm like, Coster, dude, get out of here. You don't belong here. And then, honestly, the saddest horse ride I've ever seen ever was Kevin Coster leaving. And I was like, yeah, that's right. You get out of here. And then he has like, well, you know, he's go, go past those kids, those uh, those Native American stoop kids. And, and he's like, I'm sad because my friend was hurt and no one listens to me. Uh <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, so that night, uh, they obviously the Native Americans they don't want to talk to Kevin Costner because he might have hurt that woman. But what they do is they decide to talk about him behind his back at the campfire that night, and they decide that what they want to do is probably learn some English and some Christianity. But they go to Kevin Costner the next day and they learn about buffaloes. No big deal. Tatanka. I thought it was a cool scene. The yep. next, the next day, Kevin Costner decides to get them addicted to narcotics such as uh, coffee and uh, sugar, obviously, because what else is the white man going to do but push weird bad stuff on other people? Uh, and you know darkness. what? Guess what? They love sugar. They have huh? sugar the way that I have sugar by the fistfuls, which, yeah. <laughs> which, which I love. Um, all right. So then, almost Deborah Winger, uh, she leaves the camp again for some reason. 
And uh, Kevin Costner starts talking to Dog, and his uh, new friend swings by, and they give him a hand-me-down blanket. Uh, what'd you guys think of this? Is it hand-me-down because it used to belong to a buffalo? Uh, it's not his. He didn't buy it. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like all of the scenes of him, like, of establishing a relationship with this. I think that was a good use of time in, in the movie. Yeah. Because... You're doing. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna come out on the side of the historical epic here and say, if you're doing this genre, take your time to present the characters as characters. And I thought all the stuff of them being, you know, speaking to each other, was great. And then it gets to the violence, and I'm like, yeah, all right. Gladiator yeah, did it better. It, it, yeah. The, the somehow the character development was definitely the best part. Like, you're right. You, they had to take their time, and like, because if if it would have been like, oh, we hate this guy you know, we're going to go to him, give him a blanket, and now we're cool. That would have been terrible. So yeah. the the slow build-up to them, you know, forming a relationship was definitely, it definitely worked best for me. But yeah. I'm going to blame, I blamed Dylan earlier, but he said it was Zach's fault. Uh, somebody in the chat got this mixed up with uh, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, so yeah. all I could think of throughout this entire movie was, man, this movie would be so much better if this was Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like wa Watching Daniel Day-Lewis like flop with a flag in his face, I think, would be very, very funny. <laughs> well, you know, in real life. would not he... have done that part. Yeah, yeah he no, he, he hits himself in the flag to get that role right. That's, that's true. Six or seven times a day. Yeah. That's true. And then, uh, so uh, Kevin Costner, what he does with this blanket, I think, is the cutest thing because he goes and he puts it up on a hill and he sits on his stomach and he writes in his journal and he starts drawing stuff. And he's like, I'm so glad my friends love me. I'm glad I gave them <laughs> sugar because now I have my favorite new blanket. Um, so uh, let's see. So um, <laughs> for some reason, uh, he, he gets an Evite to go check out the village and they like immediately just start smoking and they're just like hammering down. And then Rebecca DeMornay, she stops by uh, and she pretends to like not speak English kind of, but she really definitely speaks English, um, which I think is a weird scene. What, what do you guys think about this? Uh, having her as the interpreter? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nah. What, okay, so what do you think? What do you think her position in this in this village is? Because they kind of treat her with weird, like it's very weird the way they like react to her and I mean, treat her. What what's going on with her? You think? Like adopted daughter of someone in a position of power from outside the tribe. Like it's an awkward position, and technically she's a part of the like she's a part of it, but it's awkward. Like you know, eh, you know, your family's dead. We're kind of a replacement for you. We know that we'll never occupy the same space, but everybody's kind of like half stepping on their relationship with each other. Yeah, you, I don't know. Talk I, it I, out. Yeah. yeah, I just I felt that there was like a couple weird things that happened with her character development. Like when like later on, when there's that when that weird, almost quiet sex scene goes on and Kevin Costner sits up, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh. we're doing it. And he's like, all right. I'll go yeah. back to sleep then. But then they cut to her and she, and she's like and and I could not understand what that look was supposed to tell me because at one point I was thinking like, "Oh, did she used to bang that dude who's not the chief and that's why he drags her around speaking English all the time?" Uh Justin Wallace, "Oh, he okay. Uh Justin Wallace said she needs to shoot a Tatanka to gain the elders respect." Oh, okay. I guess that's what it was. She just hasn't killed a Tatanka yet. Um yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. Where are we? Um, so after 
take after talking to his diary again, um, he has this weird kind of scene where he finds some mist and there's just a lot of Tatankas running in the mist. And I thought that that was uh, kind of cool because usually, obviously, you see gorillas in the mist. And I don't know if you've ever seen Buffalo that way. <sighs> Why can't you uh, be this funny on No Time to Binge, Zach? <laughs> what? Uh, because Matt is trying too hard and I don't, I don't know my place there. I'm like, he's obviously the funny guy. He's doing this laid down drinking coffee bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't need that. I don't know what to do there. That's not my spot. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, um, it's not too late, Justin. You can still make it yeah. back and, and get, get in here. Yeah. So, get, get uh, otherwise, otherwise, in I mean, we're, eh, otherwise we're probably going to disrespect this movie. Yeah. Nope. And nope. we're. we're like mm. we skipped a forty-five minute chunk of this movie from which what chunk? I don't know. Name <laughs> Nothing it. happened. Name. What, there what was I just skip? a big from the last part that you talked about to that sex scene. There was a lot. No, in no, between no, no. That. I was I was I, only talking about that as like a linkage. I'm not I'm not there like in the oh, story okay. yet. You're not there in the movie yet. I, All right. I, I, I was just asking because I don't understand what uh what what her what her position is in this tribe. I know that she's she was. I guess found or or uh, uh, yeah. taken, and yeah. and they they treat her weird, and and I don't I don't know what the, I I just don't know what it is. So Justin, if you could tell us what what Rebecca DeMornay's uh, spot in this in this whatever her name is uh, in this movie is, that'd be great. <laughs> well, it um, seems like it seems like they don't like her because she's white, but yeah. also the the chief of the tribe and his wife were the ones that <laughs> like that like you know brought her in. So they have to treat her with some sort of respect. So it's like yeah. they don't want to, but they have to. Do you think that you was think all make, I could get out of it? Do you think making people watch you have sex is a sign of respect? Maybe, dominance uh, display for sure. Yeah, d- yeah. I was <laughs> That's fair. Say, that was <laughs> okay, exactly so, what I was thinking. No, I love it. So after Costner wa- sees like, watching oh, Costner, he was like totally creepy during that sex scene. He's just like up on one arm, like. Mm. Just ho- yeah, he, was, he was hoping they'd be like, "All right, get over here." He's like, oh, "That's actually my blanket. If I could have that back, that'd be." <laughs> because he's in my blanket. Group. Come yeah. on, ooh, uh, that's mine. Okay, it's so our uh, blanket. We're just letting you use it. So after Coster sees uh, a lot of buffalo in the mist, he's got to go break up the quinceanera, and he's got to rat these buffalo out because they got to die. Uh, so they travel uh, for days, really, only to find some sunburnt dead buffaloes. Um, and this is what letting us know that there's white men around here. And what they said was that uh, they're killing the buffalo for their tongues and their hides. Uh, Dylan, you are the yeah. you are the historian of the group. What do you do with a buffalo tongue? Eat it. It's del- yeah. It was a delicacy. Yep, sure was. <laughs> but there's meat on the buffalo that they there don't is. take. The, they don't take the meat. There's other nope. delicacies like the liver, which we're going to see later on. Uh, but I'm curious why the tongue. The because buffalo like cheap, slaughters of the 1800s. Meat, nah, the buffalo slaughters of the 1800s was not motivated by any sort of reasonable like consumer guidelines. It was. Shoot the big things and leave them. Yeah. If you you can find pictures of people standing next to pyramids, thirty feet tall, of buffalo skulls, and they just they just would just pop them as they walked past and yeah, just that, leave them. Yeah. That I mean, although not making sense, I can understand that. I just don't know if you're going to take the time to skin a buffalo and then cut its tongue out. <laughs> like I feel like the tongue is probably not the fastest piece of meat you can get. Yeah, you know. 
Uh, you ever eat? Yeah. No, you you can't you can't eat raw tongue. You gotta like boil that thing. Yeah, you gotta you cook gotta it. cut. You gotta cut the gland. I just uh, I just feel the tongue is not as. Not back then you can't. Sous-vide. Not back then you can't. You gotta pour gasoline on it and burn it uh. like a, like it's a dead deer. <laughs> you gotta sous vide that tongue. Get your little no, like your your tough. little immersion rotator, it's and you just put it in a Ziploc bag and you let it sit for like three hours at 160 degrees. It's great. Mm. Okay. I, I, tongue uh, is so tough though i don't even think that would <laughs> that would like tenderize it enough slow cooker i don't know they got they yeah. slow cookers back in the middle middle ages <laughs> the western middle, ages the middle it's the middle, middle of the middle of the, the middle ages of america yeah uh, no, which is guess, all that matters <laughs> yeah that's america uh so uh they're upset about these dead buffalo which doesn't really matter because the next day there's a lot more buffalo that they get to kill um, so and that's uh, the attitude everybody had in the West. Good job. That's the, that's the American way. Don't, don't worry about them. We'll eat them later. Maybe we'll just kill some more. Um, so they, they get inside this Buffalo group and they're like, let's go play with these guys. And they shoot a few and they cat call others. And then Kevin shoots one and his friends, uh, find some, uh, cherry jello inside of it and they make him eat a little bit of it. Um, uh, say game of Thrones ripoff. Come on. Season one of Game of Thrones was in like 2010. Like, yeah. Avatar was 2010. Yeah. Come on, Costner. Come on, Costner. Write, write some new stuff 20 years earlier. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Michael Colby, if you had to eat a uh, piece of a raw <laughs> skinned buffalo, mm-hmm. what are you going to grab? Raw? I mean, you- I've seen... What are you going to sous-vide it like Dylan? Well, I I mean... No. If I, you don't if have I an had, immersion blender there. I, it probably... This is gross, but probably fat. I feel like the raw fat would be the easiest to, like, sort of get through. Huh. Because I, I know organ, organ meat is, like, tough. Yeah. And <laughs> buffalo meat is, like, also very tough. So Pretty tough. if I had to eat a raw piece of, of a buffalo... It would probably be some sort of soft fat that I could just like, yeah, and get it down. Okay, grabbing a buffalo fat. Honestly, yeah, did not expect you to say that. Uh, I also <laughs> didn't because I wasn't expecting that question. It was just off the top of my head. <laughs> so uh, the night that they kill a bunch of buffalo, they're pretty. They're pretty stoked, and uh, Kevin decides to trade his jacket for a pretty dope necklace and some pretty solid friendship. Uh, now, w- Dylan, knowing yeah. uh, that you're the kind of person that uh, uh, hunts your own food, mm-hmm. and then you get uh, crazy uh, hyped up on raw mm-hmm. meat, uh, have you ever started trading your goods for for jewelry? Uh, um, no, I take what I need. Why would I trade? I keep American. what I, I keep what I yeah, I keep what I get and I take what I need. Yeah. No, that's that's very fair. Uh, I, I that's fine. I did see a comment. Uh I, I saw that there was a four hour cut of this. Yeah. Um can you write to us and let us know what that extra hour was? Um, because I can't imagine that they put more stuff in this movie (laughs) yeah so keep in mind the original cut of this movie was over five hours long and they they trimmed it down to three hours for uh for the studios now there is a four hour i forget what it's called it's called like legacy of the wolves something like that um there's a four hour cut which kevin costner said that he has nothing to do with it's not his cut uh it's just what the studio did you get 36 yeah it's the version it's the version where they the original cut of this had him be a werewolf and then they're like no we (laughs) can't do that christ mm. 
you know, a little bit of professionalism would be fine if that's okay. <laughs> with... Hey, perfect. I only have a little bit of professionalism. Okay, perfect. And uh, I used it all in the first half hour. 72 Buffalo, like, corpses <laughs> that were laying Wrong around. Show. And Wrong show. Frankenstein them into one giant. <laughs> now, Kevin Costner got, he got a budget of like $120 million to make this movie. And I think it went over like 40 some million and he had to pay that out of pocket uh, because he just was so into some of these scenes and making sure that all of these horses were filmed. Um, <laughs> but In 1990, right. that's a big a budget. It's a lot of money. Lot of money. <laughs> so after he gets his new necklace, um, when he gets to be alone, though, he decides to make a fire and kind of a solo mosh pit around it. Uh, uh, Michael Colby, what did you think about this scene where obviously a ripoff of Castaway, uh, where he makes fire and he has to build a fire, but he tries to stab the fire uh, with uh, with a stick and it just doesn't work. That's not how you kill it's fire. Em embarrassing. Yeah. Like watching Costner dance around like that, I, I had like secondhand embarrassment. Like you put this on film. Yeah. You know, you put this in your big budget blockbuster movie um, and you just look stupid. You, yeah. you look like a fucking idiot. I liked it. I don't care. Yeah. I looked at that scene. I was like, that would be Dylan. <laughs> you, Maybe. you Come on. You've never danced around a fire. Nope, not once. Uh, but right. I, 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 but knowing it. you, knowing you, you would probably have some kind of like leather pants on with only suspenders, and you would just be getting into that fire. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do like his 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 method dancing. I think that was kind of cool looking. Um, the, okay, so uh, young Reba McIntyre comes uh to comes into Sue Splain that he can't fight like a warrior because he's white, but. <laughs> but he needs to be the godfather of, of the guy's kids so uh there is that uh also oh, I did, right yeah i, I, I did i did like you right, kids I, yeah it's like hey listen you can't do anything for us but also if i die you need my wife uh, no wonder and, justin likes this movie so much it's a fantasy film for him where you can just be like, here here take him yeah it's here, just it's i'm a, gonna be dead and i'm not gonna have kids anymore it's, just, it's a guy trying to find the best way to commit suicide but then keeps getting a promotion somehow what a cool movie um all right so uh but yeah so he's obviously now the godfather of kids um for some reason he decides to shave his mustache and then he goes back home and then he reads that book that he wrote and he's very happy about it and that's when his wolf dog appears um and uh casey and uh not julianne moore they go to find each other and they kiss a little bit and then they sex a little bit and uh <laughs> things are, things are going pretty well for them they're they're sexing and kissing uh a lot almost as how much as, as the chief guy how many names do you have for this lady uh, I I wrote ten and I lost. I forgot who <laughs> I forgot who two of them were. In case you guys like called me out, I was like I should erase that name. I don't know who that person is. <laughs> um, so uh, Kevin uh, he knows some stuff and and they go to hunt down the Pawnee uh, and they fight for a while, but then they get to the water and that's when they win the fight uh, because everyone has guns except for Kevin Costner and they all decide to shoot in a circle and only one guy gets shot. Well, Kevin Costner throws his uh, pistol into the river when it's out of ammo, so no wonder he doesn't have any guns left. Yeah, yeah so he obviously, earlier he tried to stab fire, and now he's trying to pistol whip a river. Uh, this guy has no <laughs> idea how to be a good soldier. <laughs> um, 
But but yeah, I, I do like that. Like the, it's like, hey, here's a fight, a fight, and there's a bunch of horses and there's shit going on. But we got to get to the water because that's where like all fights end. Because like it, there's like four different fights that happen somewhere and then finish up in some splashing horse water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's and I get cool. It's yeah, it's true. a good dramatic like flair. Yeah, and and I think they won that battle. So because they won that battle though they find the whitest guy oh they find the one sorry they find the whitest <laughs> gown that they that they can they can muster up and they have to marry these two kids because uh they're sexing and uh you know that's that's what you do back in the uh, olden days um and eventually they remember that the white man sucks and there's a pretty long story about how bad the white man is which uh kind of gets to the point where it's like hey also i have this uh conquistador helmet and every time i think ah oh, man the white man sucks i just think of this one it's a total rip out the, of the costuming from the witch yeah second week in a row that i saw a conquistador helmet yeah. I, I did note <laughs> I know. that when I when I watched it again today, I was like, "Oh, Colby's gonna throw a hissy fit about this conquistador hat." No, I love um, it. I, yeah. I don't know what you thought about. I don't know why you would think I would have a hissy fit. I what? wanted more conquistadors in the witch, and I wanted so more it's not it's not cool movie. that the village guards and the witch wear them, but it's cool for some random member of the Sioux tribe to have it. Mm-hmm. No, it was cool yeah. for those guys to wear it. I wanted more of them. Yeah, uh, cl- classic classic white behavior is we need more conquistadors. <laughs> That's <laughs> <I> true. Love- <laughs> These churches are not full enough. Bring in more conquistadors over here, guys. There's too many brown people walking around not saying English words. Um, Ooh, okay, so that clip. Don't 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 don't. don't, don't, don't. Oh, that was that was a direct quote from Justin Wiles. Uh, he he just text, he texted me that. He's like, make sure this gets in there. And I'm like, Dylan's not gonna like this, but I have to because whatever. Uh, because Justin Wallace is our uh, Matt Deterior, and <laughs> and he is the funny one. Uh, so um, now Kevin remembers that his book is in his hut, and if people find his book, then they're going to know uh, some stuff. And he goes to get his book, but instead he gets his horse shot. And I'll say, there's a lot of a lot of death in this movie. Uh, not a lot that I cared about whatsoever. <laughs> But there was something about this horse dying that really just caught me. I was and, bummed. Uh, What's his name? Chrysler? Probably. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, probably Chry- it's probably died. Chrysler. <laughs> yeah. Search uh, the sea. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was just Christ. Yeah. He named at, his horse Christ. Right. A- after the, the beginning scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wh- how do we feel about Chrysler uh, uh, biting the dust? I was bummed. Yeah. Yeah. I was, pre- I was pretty upset. However, he did push that horse into serving him in his suicide mission. The only reason he has the horse is because he was willing to die with the horse. Yeah, so. and he, he did also kind of like shield himself with the horse when he was getting shot at. So it didn't seem yeah, like he cared all that much about it. I was curious what his plan was. He's like, well, these guys have guns and you're just like, you got a little bit of speed on your back. That's just about it. That's not going to work. Um, so uh, Kevin, uh, so a lot more white people come <laughs> and they give him some shit and he tries to talk back to him and they jump him. They really just beat the shit out of him. Uh, and then they chain him up uh, because he obviously broke some law. Uh, who knows what it is, but they're cops now. So, uh, buddy, you got to go to prison. Um, but before they take him to prison or wherever they're going with him, they decide to kill his dog, which is also just uh, yeah. the horse. The horse was sad. <laughs> this just throws in your face like, 
right, man. Cops suck. <laughs> I'm assuming these are cops, oh. right? The cops break like, into his house and st- shoot his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now Kevin's That's on a war path. We're not, wait, we're not allowed to be political on the real boys. Well, I thought you were talking about John Wick. Oh, they're cops and John Wick. Well, I thought you were talking about killing his dog. Yeah, are they all cops and John Wick? I thought they were assassins. Listen, buddy, I know. I don't I know what seen you're John talking Wick. about. What are you now calling police assassins, Dylan? That's a, we're not supposed to get political on this. Let's hop right. back to the movie. Okay, okay let's get back so, to the movie. Okay, uh, uh, so uh, the, these cops are, are, are shooting uh, this dog, right? And uh, and then they run up a hill, and then one good cop is like, "Hey, hey, hey. get back to work, guys. Get back to work. <laughs> no milk in the clock." On Uncle Sam's dollar, uh, which is did let the other cops do what they were going to do, though. So he wasn't that good. Yeah. Well, at the end, he he really, you know, they uh, honestly conscious comes at, at random times and, and he caught it after the dog died. But before uh, the Native Americans could uh, uh, hop over the hill and do some damage. Um, now, the whites, they get jumped in the water, obviously, because <laughs> if there's water, somebody's got to die in it. And uh, KC, he gets some revenge on the dog killers. And um, one of the crapheads, he punches a kid because he obviously can't shoot this kid, which he wants to. So he punches it in the face. And um, I honestly, when I saw that scene and he like he put the gun that, that kid's, I'm like, come on, dude. And then there's no bullet. I'm like, come on, dude. And then he punches it. I'm like, I need this guy to die so horrifically. And then you see that dude like swinging that round ball. And I'm like, yeah, what's going to happen? But then he gets an axe in his back. And I'm like, who the yeah. fuck had that axe? Where'd the axe come the, from? It was the kid. Yeah. It was the kid. Oh, he, the kid who punched yeah. him. Not yeah, so yeah. helpless, are they? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, way yeah, better. yeah, yeah. That's way better yeah. then. All right, I'm cool with yeah. that. I was like, well, I have random did- axe. Now, now you did gloss over the most boring part of the movie, which was somehow when he was tied up in the, because this that happened before this. He was like chained up to a like in like a shed, and then was, these two other comic relief characters were there, and they're shitting out in the field and using his book as toilet paper. Yeah, like what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Why do we keep having these comic relief characters come into this movie? I mean, they both got—they both absolutely got murdered in that in that creek fight, which was oh yeah, fun. for good reason. But like, yeah, yeah, honestly, using his uh, book as toilet paper. And if if, if, just... if anyone on the real boys has the clout to say this, it'd be Justin. Do not trust any of the little ones. <laughs> he has he has a baker's dozen of little ones running around his like shins at all times, and honestly, he doesn't trust any of them. They um, haven't realized that they're powerful in a bunch and they haven't overthrown him yet. He's a yeah, matter of yeah. time. Okay, so after the axe in the back, uh, I think roughly 45 minutes uh, passes and then it's winter. And I'm not really sure what happens here. I think that I kind of like, I really dozed off or something. I missed something here because it was See, a long I, time. I also missed something before we go past the axe in the back. He absolutely oh. did get hit in the back with the axe but then when he falls on the ground it's in his chest oh yeah you're right uh, it went all the way through him it i guess but did the handle also go all the way through him? it's reversible i don't know it's hard to believe <laughs> all of the Dude, kids these have kids hatchet. are strong justin that was your fault if all of that's your gang i love that movie they can't get hatchets without parental <laughs> yeah. supervision also justin stop buying hatchets at costco that's really not doing <laughs> your clan a service here hey man packs of 144 <laughs> for like 100 bucks that's pretty good <laughs> that's true uh it's so, a lot uh, of hatchets 
Yeah. So uh, Kevin Cost is like, hey, wait, where's my wife? And they're like, oh, yeah, she's in winter time. So they have to go to winter and they find his wife. Uh, and then they start smoking, obviously. And, um, you know, they really compliment Kevin on being one of the good white ones. They're like, I met I met a lot of them. You're one of the good ones, pal. You're the you're the most saviorish of the white saviors I've ever seen. <laughs> is he, though? Because he doesn't save them ever. He gets rescued all the time from them. He doesn't do anything uh, to save them. He's never given a position of power. Like, well, he gives he gets, them the guns, and that's about he, it. He gets a peace pipe. He gets their uh, mm-hmm. he gets their 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 computer, their translator. He gets to have that. Uh, he he gets their he gets their, <laughs> he gets their hot white leather dress. That thing's dope. Who knows how they made that thing? Uh, so he he makes out. He also gets the peace pipe that he made sure. somebody earlier. He's like, oh, by the way, I made that. Can I have that back? Thank you very much. Uh, here's your crappy peace pipe. Um, he, he, yeah, he take backsies, but I don't think that makes him a white savior necessarily. It's not like, I mean. No, no, he, he, another no. one. <laughs> Michael wasn't saying in in our eyes, in Kevin Costner's eyes, he's the white oh, savior. Because sure. honestly, at the end of it, dude, they're speaking pretty good English, and they yeah. would not have that without Kevin Costner. Yeah, so, I mean, totally, if, uh, he totally turned this tribe into into a bunch of white people. Oh, absolutely. is that saving them, Michael? Uh, in, did, in Kevin it, Costner's oh, eyes? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Exactly how God okay. saves people, Dylan. So <laughs> you, you're, you, put yeah, a, you're right. you put a little bit of water over me, tell them how bad they were, but don't worry, later you're going to go to heaven. <laughs> let's, let's not get religious on we, the real boy. We shouldn't what? be allowed to Come be on. the three of us on this show by ourselves. This is <laughs> so off the rails. <laughs> hey, hey, okay, so. Uh, this is the first time in a long time that this show has been entertaining. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they, they all sit around and, and they smoke and they're talking about Kevin's wife and they share some smiles, uh, you know, and honestly, with 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 the idea of the white man looming, the wolf still howls at nighttime. And with that, we learn some words that uh, this movie was almost historically accurate and uh, that Dylan most likely would like this thing. Um, History yeah. ensues. History ensues. Oh, oh! Honestly, I think there's nothing but good things coming for this tribe. So, uh, I would like to see the sequel. Dylan, Dance of the Wolves Part Two. Back in the saddle. What's it about? Uh, (laughs) he teams up with Maximus, like a time traveled Maximus from Gladiator, and we kick off the uh, historical epic expanded universe, or the Heu. Um. And it's it's Maximus from Gladiator, um, the oh what's his name Master and Commander that's just that's his name Master and Commander yeah um and they go around on his ship and they collect historical figures and fight Wait. off uh, a bad guy with a sky beam and a faceless army. Wait, when you say Master and Commander, you mean Kalel's dad with the cool hair that's on a boat, right? Yes, I think so. All right. Yeah, that yeah. cool singer, <laughs> the Australian singer with the gut. Yeah, or the guy who like tortured people in uh, Desert Storm. No. That's that's a really deep cut movie. Never nobody remembers that. It was with uh, what movie Leonardo is Dica- that? Leonardo DiCaprio, Body of Lies. What are you talking about? Leonardo DiCaprio gets his fingers broken with a hammer. I don't remember. Are what you say- wait? Are you saying Leonardo DiCaprio is Mazarin Commander here? No. Um, oh, it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe, Body mm-hmm. of Lies. The it's hit film com- from 2008? Com- 
no, that is made up movie that Dylan yeah. just made up. And no, dude, with I, let me <laughs> let me tell you something. Body of Lies, the 1991 sex thriller with one of the Baldwins and most likely Sharon Stone. I it's know that most of a Baldwin. That was, yeah, wasn't that Body of Evidence with Madonna? Nope, that's the little no, one. I think you're friend. thinking Shanghai Surprise. <laughs> nope, you're thinking of Shanghai Noon, the second one. Uh, anyway, so uh, yes, uh, the uh, the Jackie Chan Owen Wilson vehicle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. And honestly, they got snubbed, and I'm pretty upset about that. So, um, <laughs> Michael Colby, Dance of yeah. the Wolves Part Two. What is yes. it about? <laughs> what happens? Um, I think um, because the white men take over America, um, mm-hmm. there's a horrible like climate change thing. Um, the ice caps melt. The world is overtaken with mm-hmm. water. Um, Everybody has to live on ships and uh, dances with wolves, grows gills so that he can Mm. swim in the water. um, And they fight people who are trading cigarettes. Mm. Um, Let me see what else I can remember from Waterworld. Um, (laughs) They drink their own piss. (laughs) Jack Black. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Kevin Costner's role now is recast by The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. And what he does is instead of a horse, he rides a dolphin to all of the Micronesian uh, (laughs) uh, islands. And he he spreads his Samoan religion, whatever that thing is. I don't know what it is, but he's probably pretty oppressive about it. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to say, okay, so out of reels, I actually, I, I kind of like this movie uh, and it's weird because I, I like it. I like it enough to make fun of it. And I think that's cool. Most movies I just hate and I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, revisit or whatever, but I'm going to say, because I, I cannot just watch this movie. And honestly, it's hard to talk about this movie. And you're like, what's this movie about? It's like, I don't know. Some like dropout guy who doesn't want to do some shit stumbles into a marriage and a, and some smoke. And he smokes a I, lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, dude, like, where's my horse? Yeah. He's a, uh, uh, he's, he's a bad uh, a pet <laughs> owner. He's a bad horse owner. Uh, he's a bad friend really. Uh, and he doesn't know how to walk out of a door without smacking his face, but I'm going to say seven out of 10 reels. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael Colby, can, give me, give me some real. I can sum this movie up in a couple of words. Maybe they're not that different after all. I, honestly, I thought you were going to say Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and, you'd, and you'd have had me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of with you. Like, this movie is very fun to make fun of. Yeah. Um, it, but it wasn't nearly as... It's way too long. It's way too, like... It, all the scenes last two minutes longer than they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun to look at. Um, it, it wasn't there. Nothing offensive happened for 1990 to treat native Americans with as much uh, yeah. respect as this movie does was kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give it a six because there's no way that I'm ever going to watch this again because I yeah. did start watching it last Wednesday and I just ended it up about two hours ago. Um, it's so much longer than it needs to be, but uh, but it, it's not bad. And it is fun to talk about after the fact. I agree. Yeah. Dylan, what you got? I'm giving us a seven because I'm a sucker for a historical epic. Yeah. I liked it. I had, a, I had a fair time. I had it on kind of in the background. And every time I looked up, I'm like, that's really pretty. Yeah. And yeah. then I go back to doing what I was doing. And I'm like, all right. Uh, huh. All right. 
Cool. All right. And yeah. you know, it lasted me three hours. It's nice background noise. Um if, if Justin Wallace is okay, there we oh, go. Oh yeah, he has a he has a rating. Nice. Um, but the scene with Kevin uh was asked, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a good, it's a good butt. Um, all right, so let's see. We got two sevens, we got a six, and we got a nine, which uh gives us what 29 out of 28. Tw- well, no, that's not really how math works, but we can say 28, that's fine. Uh so we'll say 28 out of 40. I'm sorry? 28 out of 40. Mm-hmm. No, two sevens is 14, and a six is 20, and a nine is 29. I don't oh oh I thought you gave what? it a six. No. Mm-hmm. Don't blame your okay. don't blame your errors on me. We can rewind. <laughs> this is on tape. We'll rewind this. Okay. Uh <laughs> Justin yeah, stuck. It's, it's 29, <laughs> it's 29 reels out of 40. Yeah. 29 out of 40, which gives us roughly what, like a 6.9 or something. It's almost seven reels, seven and change, whatever. I don't, I don't do math very well. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Kevin if, Costner's if, ass, Justin, Kevin Costner's ass is not that nice. It's a it's flat fine. white guy ass. Yeah, honestly, I was about to say, that. if you just took a picture of that butt and said, who did, who's that? You would name eight other white dudes first. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know, Kevin Costner, I don't care. Uh, all right. So what we're going to do, uh, we were going to do John dies at the end last Friday, uh, but uh, we actually just all couldn't show up for this thing. So yeah. uh, we thought about doing it this Friday, but I- I'm actually, wait, say, uh, what the heck are people thinking? Uh, way too many bashing. This is a revolution. No, no, no this I, is no, yeah, I don't, no I, we, I, we gave it straight, straight, more positive yeah. than we normally do. We don't normally yeah, have things above a seven. I wouldn't call what we said about this movie bashing. It, no, it, no. I mean, we were having fun with it, but it, yeah. it I don't, nobody hated this movie. This is no. not a no, quiet you, place. When or, you have like, when you have a 20 minute scene where Kevin Costner is looking at a book, you have to make a joke out of it because we got to talk about it. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good movie, but it's not fun to talk about. It's like, all right, now Kevin Costner for the next 20 minutes, he rides a horse into nowhere. And then he looks yeah. at a flag that he brought for no effing. Why do you bring the flag to the, whatever? It doesn't matter. And, but, but I, yeah, for a, well, for a three hour t- movie, this would have been a 20 minute episode if we would have just straight talked yeah. about the movie. If you want to hear, if you want to being serious about movies is boring. I've been told that, and I'm the one who's perpet- who perpetuates it. So yeah, this is the best <laughs> way we can do this review. Yeah. If you want to see a movie that we hate, then watch some of our other stuff or listen to some of our, like uh, Quiet Place. You you want to see? Uh, we really trashed a our whole first bunch episode? of movies. Jesus yeah, right, well, Justin. <laughs> God, J- J- Justin, I know you. Dude, he's so bored. He's just so bored. He's like, I want to hang out with my friends and talk about Kevin Costner's butt for an hour. Now I can't. Um, all right. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a recap show. So this Friday, whoever's here, we're going to recap and go over all the movies that we've already reviewed, kind of talk about them again, hit us up uh, with, with some uh, additional reviews. Like, hey, I probably scored us too low or way too high, uh, which is most likely going to be what's happening. We can talk um, about movies on our list that we regret. Yes. So uh, I, yeah, would, gonna... I don't have any. Yeah. I, so I definitely have. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. So if you're going to be here this Friday, what we're going to do is we're going to just going to have like a like a mid season break show where we're going to recap everything that we did, kind of talk about what we're going to do in the future, and then uh, what we're going to do once this project is over. Because maybe uh, a special musical guest, Ned Beatty. <laughs> Ned Beatty's going to be here. <laughs> I don't know. Dick, Dick Tracy himself. Ned Beatty. I, I would love to get his review oh. of what we do on this show. There's Ned a chance. Beatty. I was thinking Warren Beatty. <laughs> Is Ned Beatty still alive? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find him. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, so impersonator. Fr- I don't know. Friday, we're going to recap all the films that we have reviewed already, some things we're going to do in the future, and then what kind of season two of uh, Real Boys is going to look like uh, now that this project is going to be over in December. Um, and then on Monday, we're going to be doing, uh, let's see, Phil Better's number three movie. Uh, you guys remember Phil Better? Yeah. He's the one. Podcast he's the one, mogul. Yeah, he's yeah, a podcast he, mogul. He has his own movie podcast where he talks about movies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can you can find him on all of his podcasts, such as uh, uh, Cinephiliac. Uh, he also has uh, 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 Target Your Own News. Uh, he also has uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the Canadian Lad. He has stuff I uh, found on the street. Stuff I stuff. I, that's it's a good actually, one, actually. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Uh, he also stuff has I that found uh, on the street is by far his best one. It, it yeah, that, that opening theme song. I'm really jealous. I think you'd be slaps. surprised at what interesting stuff he you can find on the street in Canada. Considering they're all dirt roads, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the one that I've been a big fan of, uh, Poontine Time, which is really <laughs> popping off there. Uh, it's a little cheesy, but it's doing okay. Anyway, uh, check, sorry, sorry, whatever, dude, whatever. F yourself. No, it's great. It's great. I've been sleeping for like a month. Leave me alone. Uh, okay, so yeah, go check out Phil Better and all the weird stuff that he's got going on. Please listen to Carpool Shenanigans, Mr. Justin Wallace, with this uh, actually a pretty good selection. Uh, he has very taste in a lot of things, uh, clothes, uh, probably cigarettes, uh, movies, but this was a pretty good one, and I appreciate that. So go check out Carpool Shenanigans. Make sure you check out Oops Caught Me Smoking with our friend DL Smokes or uh, uh, whatever uh, his current name is, uh, but Oops Caught Me Smoking. You also have uh, Jerry and uh, Blaze over at the Cloud Chronicles. Got some awesome uh, interviews. I might be one of them. I don't know. That was a weird episode. Technical difficulties. Maybe Michael Colby's in there. I have no I idea. I was definitely in there. And mm-hmm. Zach's episode was definitely plagued with a lot of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually there was... thought that my podcast catcher like stopped working for 10 minutes. But it, yeah. was just, it was just them not being able to say anything. And they just <laughs> yeah. left it in the episode for some reason. Uh... Not my show, and there was a storm at his house and at my house. It was crazy that day. Anyway, uh, who else have we got? We also got Chris Harvey at the Chris and Chris Show. You can check him out at uh, most uh, targets saying hi to people as you walk in in the Atlanta area. Uh, he also hangs out behind Costco, checking out some of his uh, jokes or um, or places. I don't know. You can see me at some nobodies, uh, and then that's it. I- I'm out of here. Whatever. I'm, d- I'm done talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do stuff. Find look look up Vorpal words. That's my hand on everything. I'm just gonna sl- you know slump out of this episode. Michael, finish us out. All right, <laughs> I am Michael Colby from Jack Billings presents uh, Haunted Apartment Complex. You were supposed to leave, Dylan. Um, <laughs> oh, also, okay. <laughs> no time to binge every Wednesday. All right, bye, Zach. Am I, am I uh, supposed to leave too? Why am I here? <laughs> no time to binge every Wednesday at six. Uh, well, mostly every Wednesday at six. Um, and then I have some other shows. Um, we have a music show and it's called Generation Clash. And we're talking about the Wu-Tang Clan this Thursday. Um, follow me at my neighbor, M-I-C-H-1 on Twitter. Um, we will be back on Friday to talk about what happened, uh, so far with this show and what's coming next. And then we're going to do the departed on Monday. Uh, We will see you later. Love you. Bye.